0: This is Harold and Jenny, and t- today it's our second You'll Manage Challenge episode. Harold, why don't you let our listeners know what the You'll Manage Challenge episodes are?
1: So You'll Manage Challenges are all about giving you one challenge that helps you up your management game in the next week. We thought of it because Jenny and I are always talking about the books we read, the podcasts, um, even the interviews that we've done on this show, they're so full of insight, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of theory. You don't even know where to start. Some of the challenges are really big. And often for me, I walk away, whether it's because it's a little bit overwhelming or because I don't know where to start. I don't apply that right away. I kind of let it flow in the back of my brain. I'm like, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not. So the You'll Manage Challenge episode gives you one really concrete thing to do. You can do it tomorrow if you wanted to, but we're going to give you a week. And that way, it's a very crystal clear, actionable thing that helps you up your management game in this little way.
0: Yeah, and and we really try to break things down into bite-sized pieces so that it's really unintimidating to just go and complete some of these challenges. Our first challenge from episode two was really about how to understand your direct reports. And if you haven't done that, um, we highly recommend you go back and listen to that because that actually sets up a really good foundation for your second You'll Manage Challenge.
1: And speaking of episodes to listen to, this You'll Manage Challenge relates to episode three, which is our interview episode with Vic and Maggie all about empowering your team members to be superhuman. So we do encourage you to listen to that because that's what our challenge is going to be all about today
0: yep. and so, if you haven't listened, we'll summarize one of the moments that Maggie talked about, which was she designed this challenge that she gave to her direct report. And her direct report has had never done something like this. But at the end of it, her direct report felt so empowered, felt like she's up for the next challenge. And so this you'll manage challenge is really about how to design um, those stress challenges and how to empower. Your direct report,
1: yeah, and empowerment is so important because that's a key thing that keeps people motivated and happy, and and feeling like they're progressing um, in their lives and their careers, and enables them to grow and contribute more to your team. So we do all want to empower people, but you know, at the same time, we often have this fear that they're gonna maybe f things up. So you don't want to you know have them be making mistakes at work that are too. Major, you don't want them to lose confidence and credibility. Of course, you care about the outcome of the work and its impact on whether it's your colleagues or or customers, and you might be worried it'll reflect poorly on you or your team. So there's all these ways which it can be scary to give people that kind of autonomy and authority. So what's important to remember is that it's not the deep end or nothing. Depending on how you support them, challenges can be calibrated to different levels of difficulty. So today's challenge is all about empowering in a gradual and deliberate way so it's not so scary.
0: And one way to think about it, or we like to think about it, is in clear stages of increasing empowerment until you feel that your direct report can operate largely autonomously, which is ultimately what a lot of us as managers want our direct reports to do. It makes our lives easier, it also makes their lives and, and their jobs much easier. Um, so our challenge for you this week is to identify which stage your direct report is at and design a challenge for them that stretches them into that next stage.
1: So to help you do that, we have a handy four-stage model for you to use. We've broken down empowerment into four stages. Of course, you know, they may not cover every aspect, but this is a simple process for you to use to think about empowerment. One is when you give someone a task or project and you say, here's how to do it. Do as I say.
0: So the lowest level of empowerment.
1: Yep, exactly. Stage two is when you give someone a task or project, you ask them to figure out how they're going to tackle it. But they're going to share with you their approach. And you're going to say, okay, that's good. Let's discuss it. But ultimately, I'm going to determine a final strategy and approach. Stage three is I'm going to give you the task or project. You're going to share with me your approach. I'll give you feedback on that. But you go execute as you like in the end. And stage four, the most autonomous stage, is I'm going to tell you the goal of this Tasker project, and you can go off and figure out how to tackle it. And of course, come back to me and give me progress updates and tell me about the results. But... In terms of how to approach it, you're off on your own.
0: Having a very clear model like this is great because it helps sets expectations. It also helps you as a manager be more self-aware and deliberate in terms of your communication. And there's a couple of reasons why this is so valuable. So one reason is that it gives your direct report clarity on what they have autonomy over and what they need to check in with you on and how best to work with you. So where I found this framework, this model to work really well is with new joiners on my team. It's sometimes very dangerous to assume that, you know, just because they're new, they know to check in with you. And it's actually not the case. Some people, based on their previous experience, they might just be accustomed to working a certain way. So then therefore, it's your job as a manager to make that expectation super clear. So for example, for my direct reports, a lot of times if they're new, they're usually at a stage. To. Um And I'll make that very clear, right? For for your first project, you know, this is what we're going to try to achieve. Why don't you think about it? Um, but let's sit down together and figure out what this presentation should look like. And then I'll even make it clear as well as where I want them to get to. Meaning today, I want you to check in more often with me. But the idea is the next time we do something similar, you don't need to check in with me as much.
1: Yeah. And that feeds perfectly into the second reason. The first reason was to give them clarity on how to work with you today on this task and project. But then the second aspect is using a clear model helps to helps to give people a clear roadmap towards the ultimate level of autonomy that they want. And it gives them a sense of progress. And it can be often people, when they're working with you, they just assume this is how we're going to work together forever. And I'm really frustrated because they're, they're micromanaging me. But you know, if you can say to them, look, this is the first time we worked on this type of task or project together, and I just want to be more involved or I want to be at this stage with you. But of course, if, if we can execute well on this, then I will want to step back and give you more autonomy. And I think it is important for people to hear that so that even you feel like you're in an earlier stage and you do need to be more hands on, they don't feel like, oh, great, this person's going to micromanage me forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel that every time where, Um, in my experience, where I've made those expectations clear, I've seen the relief and comfort on my direct reports faces. They're like, ah, okay, I get it. Right? Versus both sides trying to guess and figure out what to do and how to work together.
1: Mm -hmm. And last but not least, the third reason this is so valuable is that it gives you clarity on how to engage them. Being clear about what stage you're at changes your approach to how you give someone feedback, right? So, you know, often, like I said, it's very easy to get into kind of working patterns or working habits with people. So often early on when someone um, joins my company, they're a bit nervous about sending company wide emails, for example. And I think we all have this experience a little bit. And what they'll do is they'll check with me each time and be like, hey, I just want to, you know, get your feedback on this um, feel free to edit, etc." And when I think about it in the context of a model and I'm like, okay, I, we've, been at, we've been at stage two or even stage three for a long time, I need to consciously think about how I, I nudged him towards stage four. And that's what's going to force me in that, in that little moment where they say, they ping over a doc with that email for me to just say, no, I trust you. You don't need me to look at it unless you're concerned about something very specific. And that's not to say, you know, in that moment I don't have this <laughs> desire to give feedback. And it's not to say I don't want to support them, but being conscious about the stage and progression helps make me make a deliberate choice about whether to give feedback or not and how to give that feedback.
0: Yeah. And I think you brought up an important point where I think it doesn't matter which stage they're at, um, even if they're at the highest level of, of empowerment, the fourth stage you still need to let them know that you're there to guide them and support them, right? So um, even if they may not check in with you as a manager, you should, you know, once in a while, still check in with them to see how they're doing, even if you're being, trying to be hands-off about the work.
1: Right, exactly. There's a difference between being a micromanager and being present and supportive as a manager. So even at stage four, when you're saying, here's a task and project, you figure out the approach, you don't need me. But it doesn't mean you just walk away, right? It just means that you're giving them authority and autonomy to make those decisions. But um, as Vic said in episode three, if you if you just tell someone, here's a task, go do it and don't bother me about it. That's just sending them on an errand.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's also important to know that every person is different. And it, it actually really depends on the specific person. So. If a direct rapport is, they're not as strong in communication. Just be explicit when you set those expectations that it's their responsibility to give you that visibility, right? And especially if you're transitioning from a stage where you are proactively checking in with them, and now you want them to proactively flag things to you instead, you need to make that super duper clear um, because it's a transition phase. And if they don't know that, they might still rely on you to check in with them instead. And I also want to highlight that on top of calibrating it for a particular person, also make sure to calibrate it for that particular task or project. So for one project, you may put your direct report in stage two. Maybe it's an area that they're less familiar with, but for the same direct report, they can be at stage four for something else that they've done before. So it's not that one person is always going to be at a stage two for all projects. They could be at varying levels. Um, depending on what the project is.
1: So that's our challenge for you this week. A challenge all about being deliberate and thoughtful and supportive in helping empower your direct reports. So in this week, starting now, whenever you're listening to this episode, do the following. First, identify a project or task you have coming up that you plan to involve a direct report in. Second, figure out where the direct report is in terms of the four-stage model that we talked about. You know, are they ready to run off and go do it completely on their own or are they at a stage where they're expecting to receive the entire plan from you? Then third, think about how you can calibrate them slightly higher than where they are now. You know, perhaps you reduce the number of check-ins, you say you only need to sign off on certain aspects, or instead of getting a sign off from you, they're just, you know, getting feedback from other stakeholders, but then they can go off and execute on their own. Whatever it is, Think about how you can calibrate them just uh, slightly higher, even if it's not a, a full step on the four stages. And then last but not least, of course, is communicate this to your direct report when you're assigning the project or task. You know, you don't have to lay it out in terms of four-stage model, but you should communicate very clearly to them. Look, perhaps in the past, when we've tackled a task or project like this before, this is how we've done it. You've got my sign-off on every aspect, but I think you're ready to tackle more now. And for this task, I want you to only come to me if you really need my feedback on a certain aspect, for example. so. That's four steps for you to have a deliberate process for empowering um, your DART report more and for communicating it.
0: Yeah, so give that a shot and let us know how it goes. We love to hear from you. What did you try? What worked for you? What was surprising? What reactions did you get? And feel free to share that with us at feedback at yomanage.com.
1: So good luck with that challenge. Complete it in the next week. And in the meantime, another challenge we have for you is to share this episode with people who in your life who you think would benefit from it. With so many of us, our new managers or are learning managers, no matter how far we are in a career. So um, hopefully there's someone in your life who would benefit from listening to Yo Manage. We would love for you to share it with them. And we'd also love your positive reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, That really helps us make sure we're reaching more managers out there and helping them progress further in their management journeys. Until next time, we're here to reassure you, you'll You'll manage. manage.